Hi, and welcome to the Confident Woman Podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm Erin. And we're here to keep it real, raw, and what it means to be the confident woman. All right, so I feel a lot we hear women, not just women, everybody, when they start a business say, I'm all in, or I'm going to do this, or I want to build a business to XYZ level of success, or whatever that is. And I guess my biggest question or biggest thing I always want to ask is what are you willing to do or what are you willing to sacrifice? What are you willing to put on the line, I guess, to reach what this result is that you say you wanted so bad? So I know Rachel and I and both of us building our separate businesses and different ventures that we've had, there's a lot of, um, I was going to say success, which there is, but a lot of risks and a lot of um, sacrifice that goes along with that. And I think when you hear entrepreneur stories these days or anyone that's reached a level of success, and we've talked about this before, you always hear like the highlights or you hear about how wonderful life is because they say they sacrifice, but you don't really hear the stories about what it was like for them to actually reach that level. And um, in our Facebook community group for the confident women, someone had asked the question, I think I just mentioned, I think it was like a pivotal moment in your life or in your business or something I had mentioned about how in spring of 2011, I actually lived in, I was in my car basically for a little bit. (laughs) And a lot of people had commented on it and it made us kind of, Rachel and I both realized that, I mean, I guess I never really talk about it a lot. So a lot of people don't know that. So it's like, why don't we share more of those stories about, I want to say the suck, but it's not really the suck because it's what's necessary. But, um, But share some of those stories about, you know, what we were willing to sacrifice and give up to get to the end result, not the end result, because we're obviously still going, but. Right. And I think, you know, and we call it the suck, but it's, it literally is, it's like embracing the suck because it's, it's at those moments of your lows that you have, you work through and get to the highs. Like those are the moments you appreciate because you look back at that and say like, you know, had I not been sleeping in my car, would I be where I'm at now? Because you would have a whole different story, a whole different, you know, business, or maybe you wouldn't even be where you're at right now. So it's like, you look back at that and if you, well, first of all, you gotta be grateful for where you're at right now. So like the opportunity to be like, I love my life. I love everything about it. Like just being grateful for it. Because when you're so grateful for where you're at and all that goodness that's like surrounding you, you know, open your eyes and see all this stuff. You look back at those moments, be like, wow, had that not happened, where would I have been? Had that not happened, would I have this amazing life? And everyone has amazing life. They do. You just have to look at it from a different lens. You know, it's the practice of gratitude and um, I'm telling you, it'll change your life. So yeah, it's just, you know, we both have these struggles. And if you look at your own life, you're going to see all of your lows have amounted to your highs. We may be in a low season now, but look back historically through your life, the track history, and see how every single low you had overcome because you're here. And that's right. the overcomer in you. So let's dive in because I'm super excited. I know Aaron has touched, like talked about the story throughout all the years that we've known each other, but I'm excited to hear more in more detail, like the more in depth, like where were you before you got to the car? Like what led you to the car? Well, okay. So <laughs> <laughs> can go, I won't go too far back, but we talked about before when I was 20 is when I first started my business, I moved all around the Midwest. And when I'd moved to these different places, you weren't, I was never there very long. So I never got a, whatever. I had tons of roommates because we were all like, we were all living that entrepreneur life where it's like cut overheads. Like if we can get rent down to $60 a person with 10 people, shit, not even kidding. Like 
I literally moved to Milwaukee and lived in a living room with three other people. <laughs> so all that fun stuff. So we were just all about that life, I guess. And so for me, it was, again, I was opening different offices. It was in the wellness and nutrition space. And we had opened a location in Canton, Ohio. And uh, before that, I was in St. Louis. So I packed up all my stuff in my Hyundai Santa Fe, anything that I could just fit in my car and came out to Canton. And so when you're, you're running your business, I was always serving tables and bartending and doing anything that was just really flexible part-time where I could earn a lot of cash up front to run my business with that cash flow from my serving or bartending. So with that being said, moving to a new place, signing a lease on a new office, doing all the things that I needed for my, for me at that time, like my business expenses came first. They came before anything else. If anything was left over, I would get some peanut butter and some bread. Like that would like after my business expenses were paid. At that time, like there was no way I was going to afford an office lease and an apartment (laughs) by myself at that time. So so we got the apartment lease signed and getting it all together, functioning, running, finding a serving job, all that kind of stuff. And I, my hometown is about an hour and a half from, from Canton, Ohio. So Instead of like driving back and forth to my mom and my dad's and making them wonder, what is Erin doing? Because I thought she was successful in her business. I didn't, I, and again, that might be a pride or ego thing, but I was too prideful to be like, mom, like I'm not doing well. I got to stay with you <laughs> a few nights a week. So instead of doing that, my Hyundai Santa Fe was parked behind the office. Um, I got a $10 a month membership at Planet Fitness. So I had somewhere that I could go and shower. I actually think I did the $20 just so I could tan because that made me feel a little bit better getting that vitamin D in the sun. (laughs) But doing that, so like just so I could go in there and shower. And I would work out, obviously, if I have a membership. But I really feel like there were some times where the people that worked there knew I was just coming there, showering, and then leaving without working out at all. And just doing that. And then so the so this is funny too, because like the um, office where, where our office was, was in like this strip mall. It's like a little plaza. And right next to us was like the city of Canton or like the, I don't know, like the road crew maintenance, whatever, like office. And so they had their trucks back there. And I know there was this same guy every morning. He'd be out back smoking his cigarette and he would see me climbing out of my Santa Fe every morning. Like he, he had to know that I slept in my car. So that was pretty fun. But that was it. I'd sleep in my car. And I mean, there were times where I was just, and that's another thing too. You were talking about having gratitude for where you are at the time. I I did have gratitude that I had a car to sleep in, but I would say at the time, if you've ever truly like built a business where it's like head down, nose to the grindstone, just building as hard as you can, sometimes you're too tired to think about this stuff. Like I... I want to say when my head hit the pillow, but like when my head hit the back seat, like I was out, like I was so, so tired from grinding that I didn't really like think about it. And then I would go home once, I don't know, maybe like once a week, every week and a half to like my dad's and throw a little laundry in and come back home (laughs) or back to my car, I guess, which was my home. But it was just like kind of that thing. And I was willing to do it, I guess, just because I knew the outcome. Like if you didn't know the outcome and you don't know why you're doing what you're doing or you don't see the bigger picture, then the little things are going to trip you up up front. And I think living in your car is not really a little thing. It's kind of a big thing, but I'm just saying like, it's, it's worth it. And it's, and when you tell these stories now and Rachel, I'm sure you can agree when you have yours, what you've gone through, like it's, it, I can have fun with it now. Like now I can have fun telling the story because it's funny now and, and it sucked and you're tired at the time. But like, 
all successful people or anybody that's ever hit anything has those stories. So I don't get like when you're starting a business or you have a big dream or you have a big goal or you or a big idea, like ex, I don't want to say ex, you do expect it. Like that's going to happen because I feel like, and whatever your belief is, again, I, I, I believe in God, but I feel like whenever you have a big dream, and you say you're going to go do something, God always puts something in your way to be like, how bad do you want it? <laughs> like, let's see. And when you pass those tests, I feel like then, I don't want to say it's easy after that, but I feel like you kind of earn it, I guess. And as you go, it's like, it kind of flips where you feel like things aren't going your way for so long. And then it's like, wow, everything's kind of going my way for a little bit. Right. So that was just in a nutshell. No, this- what was happening. <laughs> and it's so important to tell that story because I always say, you know, I'm, I love stories. I mean, it's like for me, for every story, there's a backstory and then there's a backstory and so on. There, there's everything that we do in life is connected. If you look at the dots that have connected you through your life so far, there's a reason why you ended up in that car. And so you can go back however many dots to connect that. And then so looking forward, all the dots that connected you to the people that were why you were in this car and pushing and grinding had got you the connections that needed to get to the next level or next stage or whatever, whatever, right. The next something in your life. And this is where people, the community and connection all come together and serve for that greater like purpose, the greater outcome. And when we say like, you know, people are in your life for a reason and a season, you never know. So these are these are the stories like we we love sharing and those who have been listening I hope that you guys see this in our in our podcast episodes is that for every guest that we come on we make them share that because it's so important to really bring down to the level of like we are way more alike than we are different and sharing those lows makes you feel less alone in in your own struggle and it is hard to see the grat- the grateful blessings and the gratitude when you're in those lows, but it's coming out of those seasons. So that's why I would say, look back at your track history and you can now, like you said, laugh at those stories because now looking back at it, we look back how many years in our life and it's just like we laugh at these little stories, but without them, where would you be? So how long did you live in your car and what, what transpired into the next uh, stage? Like how did you get out of your car and where did that go? <laughs> How'd you get out of your car? So <laughs> that was the transition phase. So again, all, all, all good things come to an end, or in this case, all shitty things came to an end. So I was, my mom didn't know that I was like, she, she would never, she would, it would have been good if I let her know. So she just thought I was, had roommates or whatever. But my dad, I feel like caught on because I would go to his place to do laundry every other week. So what happened was obviously their building, serving tables, just doing what I needed to do, growing, 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 got a few leaders in that market up and running to take over that, that office and, and go and build. And it started to grow. And then I went and I moved back to my dad's because I did have a, con- I was there for, I was in my car for probably 60 to 90 days, somewhere in between there. And I had a conversation with a mentor that um, I suggest everybody needs to have a mentor that is financially sound, like gives good financial advice and isn't biased, right? Because there's some people that they have a vested interest in you. So they might tell you to do something because it benefits them more than it benefits you. (laughs) So you need to have people that actually are looking out for you and your finances finances as well. And um, I had this conversation with him where I was like, I feel like I've done all I could here. Like I'm sacrificing, I'm giving all this up. Like, I don't know what's left in me. And 
he had suggested like, listen, like you've done what you need to do. Why don't you, can you do this from home for a little bit? Or like, why can't you go home? So start building your nest egg back up. Cause I put everything into this business. Cause that's what you got to do sometimes. So little office space, all that kind of stuff. So I went, moved in with my dad for about three months um, and served and bartended still while I was living with my dad, built up a bunch of money. And then I went to Pittsburgh <laughs> Open another office in Pittsburgh um, with a group of people this time. So it was nice to like share the burden of finances. It wasn't just on myself that time. I had a group of people that we all got some office space together in. And again, this is different. This is 2011. I feel like now it's different with like co-working spaces and all that kind of stuff that you can do. We had to create our own co-working spaces at that time. So we did that. And that went well for a little while. And then and I'm the kind of like, once you get something rolling and you're creating leaders and it's boom off to the next city. That's how I lived my life the first tw- half of my twenties. <laughs> but then I came back to Columbus, Ohio in May of 2012 and did the same thing. Signed another lease. <laughs> it's stupid how many leases I probably had in my name, but you got to do what you got to do sometimes. But came here. And then in August, 2012, again, this is where, what we were talking about. You got to, you, you have to be in motion in order for things to open up to you. So in August of 2012, I saw a totally different opportunity that totally changed the trajectory of where I was going. And so this is a fun fact. It took me that first six weeks of this opportunity that I found, I'm not going to say a number, I'm not going to whatever, but we'll just say it was a lot more income than what I was used to making prior and beating my head off of a wall to do it. And it just came more naturally and it was fun. And I was learning a bunch of new things. I, so I felt like I went through all that bullshit to learn enough skills and enough grit and enough know-how that when I saw something that aligned with what I wanted, it was just instant. I don't want to say instant success because that's not true, but it was just an instant like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, I just knew that that was the direction I needed to go in and that things aligned and that it just set up a better route for me to success by doing that. But but had I not gone through the bullshit prior, I wouldn't have learned. <laughs> I would have learned how to or what I was willing to do or that kind of stuff. So it all comes around full circle, like you said. And then I just met other people. And, and again, all through that time, what we were talking about, it's all about people that you meet, you know? I can't do things by myself. Rachel can't do things by herself. You gotta, you gotta let go sometimes and meet people that are willing, that can teach you things that we don't know. And sometimes we don't know what we don't know, but if we just keep working and learning, the more, the more you fail, the more you realize you don't know stuff. (laughs) So you're more open-minded when you meet people that do know things that can teach you. Right. And that, that's where our ego comes in because our ego will keep us from, you know, it'll keep us stuck. It'll keep us from asking help. It'll keep us from admitting that, you know, this is, we're going through a difficult season and that we need to rely on others and the community and support of, of reaching out. And if you are going through a struggle, it's your ego that tells you, oh, you, you're good. Just suck it up and keep going. But it's also that ego that says, listen, let's check ourselves because we cannot do this. We need to get out of our own way and open up and just say, hey, I'm really struggling at this hoping that you can help me along the way. And if you can't point me in the right direction. And it doesn't mean that like you're failing at all. It actually means you're succeeding because when you've already conquered that like ego prideness that we, we feel like we want to tackle it on. It's almost like we're trying to prove something like that if we brought in outside help, it somehow diminishes the fact that it's us doing it. And it's like, but you need that. You need that support of other people. 
So it had, again, had you not gone through this, would you be where you're at? Probably not. And I bet you, if I had a guess, you'd probably give it a, you know, short period of time doing that job and call it quits and probably doing completely something different where maybe you may may or may not be happy. But the point is, it's like, we can't look at what could have been. We look at the here and now and the, the obstacles and the struggles and everything we've overcome to really shape and shift us into the person we are today and the person we're becoming based off of those learned strengths and, uh, you know, character building skills. And I know that you do character building day every now and then. And I love that your husband has called it that because I have taken that up as well. And I remind myself, I have a character building day. It's a character building day. Not like a personal day. I'm just character building. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So I know that that's just necessary. It's part of it. And um, everybody has those stories. Everybody has those scenarios that they go through and and you just kind of have to eventually build a sense of humor from it because right. it's going to happen <laughs> how you react is what matters so right it's like it's like you look back at these stories and if you can't live, laugh at them it's like then yeah. you haven't really enjoyed the journey you cry <laughs> right i mean there's moments you know you look back as there there are there's moments of like the grieving and shedding but that's also like the laughing at the oh my gosh i can't believe i did that Whereas like now you probably wouldn't think twice of it. You're just like, damn it, I would just go ask for help or, you know. Right. Rent a, I don't know, stay in a hotel a few nights or go home or what? You you would have well, done No staying in a hotel. I definitely couldn't have afforded a hotel room. One of those like extended stays or something like that. But but the point is you would have done something different had you, you know, gone back in time and could do this all over again. But right. you know, we, we want to share these, the stories of the realness because it is that, finding that that community to know that, you know, no matter what you're going through and it may appear that you're alone and nobody gets you and like nobody can understand because your situation is unique to you. But one of the things that I like I've learned and have has been told to me numerous times is like everything you've gone through, somebody else has gone through just at a different degree, but it's all relatable. Whatever you think has already been thought before. Every idea, everything that's created that runs through your mind you are not the originator of it. It may have been the first time you've heard it or resonated, but believe me, everything in this world has been said and done. So your story, your struggles, your ideas, your afraid to say something or do something because someone else did it, it's already been done before. Mm -hmm. So if if we chalk that up to living our fears in that bubble that it's already been done before, well, what is the point of carrying on, right? Because it's, it's important to share these stories because it's so unique to that individual that can help somebody else along the way. So your uniqueness is that gift. So it's just important to really just humble ourselves at, at this point of like looking back at those stories and be like, wow, what a lesson and a blessing. So it's, it's an amazing journey. It truly is. You know, I know that we'll probably do an episode on mine as well, but we just, for time, we definitely value our listeners and we want to really keep these, these short and compact because of the value that we want to bring to all of you. So hopefully you guys have enjoyed Aaron's story because I know I have, this is like the first time where I've heard it more in <laughs> detail and I'm just sitting there like, I'm picturing this along with her. I enjoy I mean, it more her, now. her in the back of her Santa Fe, rushing in with her bed head to go into Planet Fitness and pretend she's working out for maybe 10 minutes <laughs> and go take a shower. So, and it, it, again, I'm laughing at you because I can literally picture that. <laughs> You know, so it's really cool this this whole journey. But um, thanks again for sharing that, and I hope our listeners get get the message. And we'd love to hear from you guys. Just popping into the Confident Woman Community Group. 
So thanks again, guys. All right. Thank you so much for listening to the Confident Woman podcast. For more ways to connect with us, check out our Facebook group. It's the Confident Woman on Facebook. There's a ton of amazing ladies in that group that you can connect with as well. My Instagram is at Aaron underscore travels for life. Make sure you go ahead and follow that and follow Rachel as well. What is yours, Rachel? You can follow me on all social medias at I am Rachel Brooks. Awesome. Thanks so much. Look forward to checking you next week.